Subaru. But anime. Hi. I went school when the guy did the thing, Annie. Did they say school or go? You say one soccer reference, one soccer term, one soccer anything. I'm into you. And this is a fun title where we serve every podcast with an FU. So obviously, we're going to be talking about the particular anime. I don't think that's how you say that word. I don't think that's how you use that word. Blue Lock, the new sports anime where we talk about a bunch of kids taking soccer a little too seriously. So essentially, they decided that baseball is no longer going to be the number one sport of Japan. It's going to be soccer. And some dumbass named Eagle has started a program called Blue Lock to find Japan's best forward striker. One role for a team that has 11 players. Can I say real fast? Really bold of this author to be like, hey, I'm going to have this character just say Japan's soccer team, complete dog shit. <laughs> like, that's why we never win anything. Well, I mean, I guess if you actually look at the history of the Soccer World Cup, does Japan ever win? So Eagle decides, hey, the government gave me a lot of money because I guess this is a government-funded program. Why not? I'm going to invite 300 strikers all across Japan and I'm basically going to keep them in like a prison-like setting for like weeks or months on end. <laughs> like, sorry if you guys want higher education. Go fuck yourselves. And we're going to stay in here until I find the best striker in the world. You know, honestly, I feel like the series makes it like so horrifying. Like, oh my god, only one of us gets to become like represent Japan and Blue Lock is gonna kill our dreams otherwise or these other participants are gonna kill our dream otherwise but it's like this is just kind of life in reality really only one person can really represent Japan I don't know if there's like backups but you know it's <laughs> like, like a play I just mean like they, they put all in like a pressure cooker called Blue Lock but in actuality life does the same thing it just takes longer for you to realize that it's not gonna happen for you I think it was like going in episode one like the thing just got me it's like wait how long are they gonna stay in this facility like you're kind of ruining their lives if you just train them to do soccer and then tell them hey you're not good at soccer fuck off and they have to go back into the real world and being like well what do I do now I can't read English well I mean they had the chance to not participate from the very beginning they knew what they were getting into I just can't believe 300 parents said yeah this seems like a great idea son hey I mean they're gonna flounder no matter what at least they have a chance to actually get like a straight shoot into like oh you're gonna have like a really good career I don't know I don't know if any Asian parent would have said I think white parents <laughs> might have <laughs> But that's, you know, details. We get into the wheels boy where we follow our main character. Is his name Yoichi Isagi? Yeah. Holy shit, I'm looking at these notes and I'm like, I don't think anyone has ever called him Yoichi. Is he number no, one? This is Japan. They're only called by their last names. Hello. I like my favorite character is Lemon. <laughs> Lemon. <laughs> He's the most useless character, but he has the funniest name. Every man. villain is Lemon. So Isagi, um, he just realized that working in a team, in a team sport... <laughs> doesn't really work out for him, you know? Like, he gave the ball to someone and he fucked it up. And so he couldn't beat himself up about it. And Ego's like, what if I told you? Never rely on your teammates. Your teammates will drag you down. Teammates are only there for you to devour and eat and take their skills. And we both went, okay, so not your regular sports anime right off the bat. Definitely not. Every time I watch a sports anime, it's always compared to Haikyuu. I'm like, the creators saw Haikyuu and thought, I fucking hate this. I'm going like the complete opposite and have a completely different like dynamic between characters. But it's still 
pretty gay. Okay, that's the thing that pisses me off about Blue Lock the most. Is because you have to have an ego. You have to be individualist, right? You can't care about anyone else. So it's kind of like when you're building bonds. Like, let's just say Isugi. Oh, man, I really love you, um, Chigui and Kunigami. And in the back of your head, you're just kind of like, Yeah, but I saw that one episode where you said it felt great sending people home <laughs> and destroying their dreams. So I think there will come a point where you're kind of like, Hey, you know, sorry that your dreams got crushed, but don't worry. I'm going to be great. So fuck you. <laughs> let's start off with this. For all of Blue Lock, right? Like the whole first season, 24 episodes. I love this show. I think this show is fantastic. It's different from Haikyuu. And I love both of them for very different reasons. But I love how cutthroat Blue Lock is. And I love that. Like, you know in the end, you're going to cut bitches off. I despise Blue Lock for the same reason why <laughs> I love Blue Lock. It's because... Wow. No, no, no. It's the whole reason why I said, but like, I love the character dynamics. I love Weyo and Nagi. I love Isagi and Bachira. I love Chigui and Kunigami. I hate the fact that because they're in a sport of being ego, that every time they like contradict themselves being like, oh, yeah, my, you know, you're going to rise me up. Like, I need you. It's like, it's going to get immediately contradicted the next episode being like, I'm going to climb on your corpse and get stronger myself. So it's kind of like, well, why do I even care about these dynamics then? Because I know it's going to get ruined later. I think it's interesting because I don't think Isagi in the end will be the one. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't think that's how this series is going to be. So for me, I think there's a thrill in trying to see who ends up at the top. Because it could be Rin. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking say this right now. We're gonna talk about this right now. I think Isugi's a Mary Sue. I don't understand why Isugi got like 10 times better at this sport where everyone's like, oh, we gotta look out for Isugi. He's the number one threat. And like, the only thing he realizes is that he should be looking out for himself and not worry about others. Like, are you telling me he has the brain power to see the whole field and predict what's gonna happen once he realized he shouldn't give a shit about his team? teammates <laughs> I don't necessarily agree if he's the Mary Sue I think he has a lot of role and I think he was able to figure out like his talent is basically having the hawk's eye that they have in like Kuroko's basketball is that like he can like formulate the plan he's the uh, what do they call it the uh, the short forward or whatever I don't know what they call it in fucking basketball <laughs> but what I'm just saying is like he's a setter no not even the well I guess you know actually yeah he would be the setter in volleyball but I just love how he's just like he's watching people he's never thought of him himself as like the greatest because he's never had a skill he's had to constantly watch people and like that's all he really knows that he has to watch people and devour them to grow stronger also don't get in the comments being like Isugi can't be a Mary Sue he lost several times but yeah but like I consider Mary Sue like a really powerful character starts sucking your dick because they think like oh you have great potential <laughs> that's another thing that I really like about Blue Law is that you don't have to win oh, you true. can play the game it's not like Food Wars right like in the end of second selection I mean exactly right yeah but in the second selection he lost but he played the game showed that he was the mvp and got to move forward to third selection like that's fantastic even like in first selection when kuan was the traitor and then like oh he just needs to be the best player of team z to move on that was fucking brilliant like i love like all the different thought processes and dynamics that they're keeping into consideration like not everyone is gonna work together and that's fine because when it comes to competitions i like people who play the game we solving a little because kuan was my favorite character I decided that on the episode and then he was an asshole and you're like okay well why'd she come over here then I'm pretty sure Kuan's not 
even in the game anymore. No, no, he's out, baby. <laughs> oh, wait. I mean, let's go. Okay, introduction art. The challenge is you're in a soccer field size room. There's a ball. If you're the last one who's like touched the ball when time runs out, you're out of the competition. So they're all kind of kicking the ball. And this is when Kira, the prodigy, the guy who looks fucking Hot. exact copy. He's exact copy of Oikawa from Haikyuu. And I gotta feel like there's gotta be something to it. Because Kira's a prodigy and Oikawa's a prodigy. Except Oikawa was also an asshole. <laughs> but, you know, he was the king of the court, right? The grand king of the court. Kira's my first favorite character. I mean, he's good looking because he looks exactly like Oikawa. The whole thing about Isugi getting, ends up getting tagged, right? And he's like, what do I do? And Batra waking his ass up. I mean, his own ass. And being like, uh, I broke this guy's foot. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and being like, wait, no, I'm not gonna get the weakest player. I'm gonna go after the strongest player. And he like kicks Akibacha, kicks the shit out of Kira with the ball. But that scene was like, I gotta watch this fucking series. Like, I thought that was a great first episode. And like, Isugi's like, oh, I'll never be as good as Kira. Kira defeated me in that one soccer game we did. Then I'm gonna pelt him with a ball. And I decided, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I am gonna be better than Kira. And then Kira's like, I'm gonna go back to fucking IQ. The disrespect. <laughs> You know, it kind of reminds me of like RuPaul's Drag Race when you're in All-Stars and you get to pick who gets eliminated. And it's like, oh, like to play a fair game, you should get the one who did the worst that week. Not your biggest competition because that feels dirty. But it's like, no, actually, if you think about it, you beat the best no matter what. Whether the best comes with you at the end or in the beginning, you still beat them because you got to eliminate them. I mean, there's also the whole thing with Blue Hydrangea taking out Pangina Heels in UK versus the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at the circle of people who watch Drag Race and people who watch Blue log and there is no sliver there is no overlap the sliver is the people who actually subscribe to Fun Untitled knowing that we do anime and RuPaul Drag Race I'm just saying you beat the best no matter where you where you take them out yeah but I'll tell you this monk kid got solidified on my shit list for the ends of the earth monk kid is basically the artist's favorite you know he's the artist's favorite because they're the most blandest character with the weird personality it's always that one character that there's no way to a fan base with his character but they get so many damn scenes because it's their author's favorite. And so once they like take you out and they're fine like Team Z, the 11 people, they go into the first selection where they have to also fight with the quote unquote other sucky teams and they round robin it and whoever, I think it's like the top two teams can move forward and the bottom three teams, only the best of those bottom three from each one gets to move on to second selection. We. And so, you know, we get to see these 11 people and I don't know, the author should have said, hey, don't get used to this team, you know, <laughs> I can see them after a while, but it's interesting because it's all strikers. The immediate first problem is how do we give other roles to everyone? Because all we all know how to do is strike. I will say the first selection is probably my least favorite part of this series because of what you just said. And it's kind of like, well, what the fuck? I mean, I guess you get to know some of the characters, right? You get to know Bacha and his dribbling, Shigeru and his speed, Kunigami and his left leg strike, and I don't remember anyone else. <laughs> Lemon and his goalie abilities. Gagamaru, he's always able to hit the ball no matter what position. Oh yeah, because he's like tall or something. He's a jungle boy. He goes in the forest and he fights bears. <laughs> and I'm like not even making any of that up. Oh. And then Kuan's a super high jumper. But this is where you get to meet Rayo and Nagi. The two gayest boys in Blue Lock. <laughs> Somehow with Bachiro standing there being like, I really like you, Isagi. <laughs> 
And yet somehow he's not even the gayest one here. I think the dynamic between Rayo and Nagi is, is so very interesting. Because basically it's just Rayo's a witch kid who's like, everything was given to me. I want the World Cup because it's something that cannot just be given to me. And he meets this prodigy kid who's like, fun fact, a lot of people um try to enlist him in the sports. Because I guess Nagi is a prodigy at every sport. And I'm like, every goddamn sports anime needs that one character who's good at every sport. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, that's not how it works. That was Kisin. Kurokono's basketball. Yeah, and Maid-sama, there was that, it was that blonde kid. Oh, that's a Mary Sue character, that dude. So I was like, oh, wait, I was like, Nagi, you're my ticket to getting a World Cup. I'm literally going to now make you my entire world. Hold and- on, hold on. I'm watching this Pizza Hut commercial, and they have something <laughs> called The Melt, which basically looks like a really fat calzone. We gotta get that. God, I wish you paid attention to me when Not you- sponsored, it's just when we're looking at the wikia and Stop then it. Some random commercials. <laughs> so, Weo is like, I love you, Nagi, and Nagi's like, I'm really good at soccer, so I'm just gonna do my own thing, and hopefully I'll get my own, like, spin-off series about my life. And he did. I wanna read that. Like, there's gonna be a movie, you don't have to read it. There's a movie?! Yeah, there's an announcer season two. Oh, about Nagi's perspective of the first bat? Uh, also, Holy here's shit. your introduction arc. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Nagi is like super good and like the only reason why they can defeat Nagi and Veo is because Kuon, like we said, was a traitor and decided, hey, I don't want to be a traitor anymore. The last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to help my team win by tackling this poor boy now. Which kind of makes sense that he kind of had to pivot yeah. once they found out he was a traitor and he wasn't going to end up being the best player. So it was going to be Isugi. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one in one people can go on as as we see here. <laughs> oh, actually, I, no, actually. No, Veo and Nagi's team was the second best. Oh, okay. or, you, you know, they were the top two. Okay, so before we move on, I do want to say um this general opinions on like, you know, Chiguri's like I had a knee injury. Oh, that's just like sappy sports anime crap about don't let your past hinder you or you know, even though this may be dangerous, you got to do what makes you happy kind of shit. All right, now we can move on to the second selection. So they do this little game of like you have to like defeat the AI goalie, right? Because this company has too much money. And so you get to go to the lobby of the second selection and you have to make a team of three and so Isagi and Bacha they pretty much pass almost at the same time the number 15 and 16 and they're like alright so we either get Kunigami or Chigiri to join us as our third I guess whoever first comes in right but then Nagi comes and it's like no I'll be the third Rail suck it and Whale has his entire gay mind blown he is now upset for the worst of the series about being denied his boyfriend I mean honestly it was a pretty shocking jaw dropping moment because it's like sports series has the duels and you never break the duel up and Nagi just left on his own accord and it's like you're breaking the formula but this is causing the drama that I need to see I love the part where like Rayo's like did you forget the promise that we would both be like you know national players and Nagi's like I didn't forget but did you because I'm gonna do whatever it takes for me to be the best you should do whatever makes you the best I was like oh fuck and that's that's awesome and Chigui and Kunigami's like hey who's that gay boy crying in the corner but take care I don't give a shit <laughs> and we were like so I have to lose my boyfriend and then be on a team of two happy boyfriends <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Second selection is like the best. This is like where the series gets so good. So basically in the beginning, it's like three versus three. And like, I think it's called round two. And then if you win, you get to take a team member from the losing team. And you move on to the next round where it becomes four versus four. And if you lose, you become two versus two. And when you become a team of just one, you are automatically eliminated. You may only pass on to selection three if you get to a team of five. Which sucks because you kind of have to be like denied 
lied twice in order to lose and it's like no not a great feeling you know essentially yeah you're basically being told that you are worse than like at least two other people I also really like that like Isagi who's been told many times that he's the worst player decided we're gonna go up against the best team right now you know the first three fuckers that finished first and then decided to be on a team we're going against them and the other two are like yeah I'm like guys he was told that he was the worst player and he just figured out how to get good hey man they got that ego which by the way number one pet peeve of mine that we named the dude orchestrating this ego and he's telling everyone to get an ego and like, I want to know what they said in Japan. Because do they think that we made up the word eagle? Well, I assume when he's eagle saying get your eagle, eagle has a different Japanese word. So it's basically the English word saying you got to get your Japanese version of this word. I don't know. Every time I hear, I just think of him like promoting his Bitcoin. <laughs> Buy the eagle coin to become better at soccer. It will never crash on you. So yeah, so the three go against the other three. And they're like, oh shit, maybe we shouldn't have gone over the best three players here. Because they're all monsters. Besides Rin, the other two are so fucking annoying. Okay, well, let's get into this. So Rin is the younger brother of a really, I guess like the best soccer player in Japan that's young. I think he has like, he's the best of his specific position. Okay. Which I don't know what this is because they don't talk about anything except strikers. So they hint at Rin being like, I gotta beat my brother. I now have a brother complex. But other than that, he's a pretty cool guy. He looks just like the guy from Fui. And it doesn't help that he's named after another character in Fui. <laughs> He looks nothing like him. He looks just like Haru. No, he doesn't. No. The brother? No, no, the Win. No, he doesn't. Win looks... Bullshit. What are you looking at? Okay, we have to, like, Google it because apparently Minzy doesn't know Free that well. And yes, Win and his brother looks just like Win and Haru from Free. And Kunigami looks like the love child of Ichigo and Bakugo. Like, what's going on in this show? Oh, and, like, Nagi looks like Hilua. And Chigui looks just like Angel from Chainsaw Man. Yes, we know. Well, hold on. That's not a classic anime. So, yeah. Win is just basically the best player here. He's awesome. He can predict everyone's moves, yada yada. And he's basically Isagi but better. And then there's Ayu. My boy Ayu with the long hair and the glam. Do you like him? I love him. Yes, fucking. No, I love him. Yeah, fucking. So funny dude. But no. Thing. He has really long hair and he can jump really high. And you think, oh, he's all, you know, conceited. He thinks about his looks. He's only thinking about glam. But he busts his face hitting a ball to try to get a goal. And like, my man's dedicated my man's loyal my man's pussy don't stink first of all why does he not put his hair up why does chigui not put his hair up he does it's kind of like in a braid i mean it's it's not like completely in like a ponytail but it's more manageable than what he does let me ask you this is it glam it could be oh my boy oh you you can't have everyone in a ponytail it makes no sense there is no soccer player in the world who's just playing with super long hair out but yes i do admit tokimitsu the guy who's like i'm so nervous he's annoying Oh, is he? Maybe if they gave him long hair, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> you hate men with long hair. No, no, no. Contraire. I like Avery. I like Linhart. I like men with long hair in fictional animes because it gives the androniest look. I don't like men with long hair in real life. What if your son wants, they, wants to have long hair? They can. I just won't be attracted to the boy. <laughs> I just thought, you know, like, you can do whatever you want with your hair. I don't give a shit. I'll never be attracted to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough thing to hear. <laughs> so, 
early. So they lose terribly. And Rin's like, alright, Isagi, give me your boyfriend. And Bachi's like, do, do I have to? Well, steal me back, Isagi. Steal me back. Which is hella gay. Hella gay. And Nagi's just like, sorry about your boyfriend, but let's go. And then they go on a two versus two against Baro and some other guy from Team Z. Would you like to talk about how much you love Baro now? Okay, so now it's Isagi, Nagi, and Baro. And because the- of course they wiped the floor with them. They weren't going to get out this quickly. <laughs> And they go up against Kunigami, Chigiri, and Rail. Can I just say, these three were fucking around so long <laughs> that, like, the first team, like, we had two matches. You guys did nothing? <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, unlike most people, you gotta, like, size up your competition. That's why, like, the first team didn't have anyone to go up against for the longest time. Everyone else was smart enough to know not to go up against the top three. They had the hot ring or whatever you call it scene, but they're, like, six jack dudes. Also minors, though, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, think about your word choices. <laughs> Jack dudes, the Jack boys. <laughs> but anyway, then those six fight against it out. And okay, so Baro is my favorite character of Blue Lock because of what happens in this fucking match. Like, I liked them when they did like the um the first selection because anyone who's going to call them like the king of the field is going to be my favorite, obviously, because I love fucking Oikawa. And so they're trying to figure out how they're going to win. And Isaki and Nagi already have this rapport. They already know that they like each other's playing style. Isaki's seen Nagi enough to know like how he can like adapt to his playing style and to get goals. And Baro is just doing his own thing. And he's like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to play with Baro. I'm just going to use him as like a decoy and I'm gonna score without him. I'm just gonna use him as a pawn in my play. And Baro's like, oh shit, wait, do I have to play well with the others? Do I just like let Isagi do his own thing so that way he can set goals and we can move forward? And he's like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that fucking shit. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna go beyond what I am now and just do my own thing and get the black thunder or whatever that- It's called the black black. All I'm saying is that he's got like this really cool aesthetic now. He's the- that's his villain play. <laughs> yes! He's gonna be the villain of the court. No, he's no longer king, but he'll be the villain. Like, he's like, I'm not the protagonist of the story. I'm the antagonist. And I'm gonna ruin everyone's fun. And he just blasts through everyone and helps to win in his own fucking way. And then, like, when the game's over, he's like, did you call me a fucking donkey? Like, he, he's gonna beat the shit out of Isuki. And Isuki's like, oh, shit. I said that in the heat of the moment. I didn't mean to. Bam, slap. And because of that, they stole Chigui. And Kunigami's like, hey, whale, I know it sucks watching your boyfriend rock out that door but you cannot look away you look at this and remember the pain you feel <laughs> and it's like hey Kunigami that's a little gay <laughs> come on man <laughs> Way you say that about a straight friend. <laughs> I love the little what do they call it, like additional times. Yeah, um, where, like them just hanging out with each other and how they're just like like Barrow's basically the mom of the group. Made Barrow, made Barrow, and then he's just like, dude, you gotta clean after yourself. You gotta do your warm ups. But apparently they all fall apart when um you see he leaves. Yeah, uh, Barrow's clearly a mama's boy, right? Um, he's gotta be. Right? Gotta be. I don't want to typecast him, but he's either a mama's boy or the oldest of like several siblings. I mean, he's got that confidence to just be like. Like, I have to take care of myself. So, now we're going back to the four versus four. And the first thing they do is, I gotta take my man Bachua back. <laughs> hey, number one team, you didn't go in any other matches yet? Come on, let's go. And I just mean, like, this, this is also a pretty good match. There's a gayest way of um challenging them, though. <laughs> just going to the team, like, I'm here to take back Bachua. <laughs> I will say though, like, I mean, the whole match, of course, was like very great. But you gotta say what the main crux of this match was, was Bachira feeling insignificant to Reen and Isagi. My problem is 
two things. One, it took up a whole fucking episode. All to say, I don't need the monster anymore. And I'm just like, what does this do? The monster is a gay disease, by the way. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. It's being gay. I, I just mean like, the monster held him back. Like it helped him, but now it's holding him back. I'm like, why? I don't understand. And you made a whole episode on this. Like, Wild thing was like half an episode. Yeah. And then you get to see like this new cool aesthetic. Patra basically is like, goes from, okay, I want to play with the monster to I want to play with other monsters to no actually I don't need monsters I just need to play the game by myself which is like his version of his ego right but I still don't get what the fucking point is I don't get Bacha because like his whole past is that he w- didn't play w- well with others he couldn't give the ball to other people he could only give the ball to the monster so he would just sometimes shoot the ball into an empty space <laughs> because in his mind that's what a monster was and I'm like okay I don't even know what metaphor we're making for other than this kid's autistic and the mom being like yes listen to the monster I'm like, but then like <laughs> he never has that problem as soon as he is blue lock because I guess the implication is that as soon as he had blue lock and he saw um, Isagi beat the shit out of Kira he was like oh you're my new monster I will always give the ball to you and it's like well, maybe that-, that was the problem oh because as a kid he was lonely so he needed to play with someone and when the monster became real he wanted to play with Isagi but that goes against everything Eagle wants but yeah it, it spent too much on Bachir being like I'm not gonna get left behind I'm gonna get stronger and it's so funny to me at the end when Bachi is like he helps win get a goal and Isagi's like crying on the ground <laughs> and Bachi is like you know I thought I need to be alone but when I tried to be alone you came and found me Isagi looks at him with the gayest look ever as this man has a leg down on the floor no maybe the monster isn't homo- homosexuality <laughs> it's closeted homosexuality oh. so when he got out of it he was like I can be fully gay now okay so Bachi is my favorite character because I don't I wasn't able with the line of like I gotta be myself even if I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life because of that and I just already explained that Bio is my favorite so you know if you wanna psychoanalyze us about like Bio versus Bacho I hope we find those keychains you bought me I have no idea where they are cause we never cleaned up <laughs> I know, right? Okay, you share who your second favorite character is. All right. Well, Mine's weird. Yeah, yeah, it is basically the end of the series. We make it through, we fight a bunch of foreigners. Unfortunately, because of translation, Bacha no longer understands English, and I feel bad for the boy. That subtitle, like the Japanese version of it, when he says, your experience is going to be traumatic, it like lives in my head. It's it just, just, I love it when Win says so that. so funny. And Bacha's like, I don't know how to say the word Wednesday in the dub. <laughs> Like, I wish they translate, you like, hey, I don't know how to say the Japanese word for Wednesday, whatever. I know, right? Like, why don't they? I don't know. It's like, I can't understand their heavy accent. <laughs> like, no, bitch, you can't understand English because you're Japanese. Anyways, I digress. We're going to move on to our favorite character. So the first one I have is Bacha. The second one I have, I would give it to... I'll give it to Nagi. Really? Yeah, I like him. You don't like overrated characters. I don't, but he's not annoying about it. Wow. I'm, I'm shocked. I, I don't know. I thought you'd pick like Chigiri because you really seem to like Chigiri I, I do really like Chigiri yes he would be my third favorite because oh. he's very pretty oh okay so my, I feel bad I feel like this is the fandom popular pretty boys it's Bacha Nagi and Chigiri and then I do a shout out to my boy Raichi my little gremlin oh, child that I love he's, he plays sexy soccer we never get to see it but I love him <laughs> okay so mine is Baro because he's fucking cool as shit my second is Rail really because he's the drama because I feel like you're gonna see an exponential growth for him or he's like coming for revenge like he's gonna cut 
Usagi in the throat for leaving his ass. Even though it may have been good for him. Like, I see so much potential with Rail. Wasn't that like an extra time where he was just kind of like sulking in bed because he wasn't with Nagi and Chigui and Kunigami's like, we are not going to talk about it. We are going to accept it. Mama. <laughs> It's kind of weird. I shouldn't like Rail as much as I do, but for some reason, I just see so much potential in him. All right. My third is Rin, because he's number fucking one. I think I will like Rin more than Rail when Rin gets his character growth, because he's got to get over this brother thing. This whole brother thing is nonsense. I mean, I guess until I find out what it is, but I mean, whatever it is, he's going to grow over it. I like the part of like, no, me and my brother has a good relationship. It can be fixed as soon as I defeat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, what's happening here? Another boy with the drama. So I don't know. I guess for some reason, my favorite characters are all drama. Oh, dramatic. Right. The end this episode. Blue Lock, recommend? Oh, highly. And I wouldn't. Wow. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Fun Title. Join us next week where we talk about Blue Lock characters that we would destroy in a fight. I'm going to have you watch Haikyuu and then you, we're going to like compare and contrast the two. God.